Hello everyone and welcome to DCOM Centro, where two childhood best friends review, reflect, and poke fun at the Disney Channel original movies that they grew up with. And maybe more recent ones, but who knows how far we'll go. Kelly, you got to rock a camp last week. Now I get to rock the camp. Yeah, you get to rock and roll in Camp Rock 2, the final jam, which came out September 3rd in 2010 when we were already freshmen in high school. The final jam. Thank goodness, am I right? I mean, was this movie really necessary? Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of split on that one if I'm honest with you, Kelly. I'll get I'll get into my uh my specific opinions on the movie as as we go through it. But I feel like this movie exists for a reason besides making money. I suppose. I just I personally didn't really care for it. It wasn't as solid as the first one, and I don't really remember the songs besides the annoying one that like Nick sings to the girl he likes. Yeah, I think there's a word for this movie, and it's forgettable. Yeah, I mean, also, like I said, we were freshmen in high school when this movie came out, so we were busy with like first year marching band, and I don't know about you, but I pretty much stopped watching Disney Channel at that point, so I probably only saw this movie once because I barely remembered it. I, I mean, I I love re-listening to camp rock one but but not this one like the songs of camp rock one i only watched the good shows on disney channel and they stopped coming out once we were in high school so exactly yeah um but i was never a camp rock kind of gal you know so i i just wasn't on the on the scene when camp rock 2 came out yeah why don't you tell us a little bit about camp rock 2 kelly of course after an unspecified time since the last movie Mitchie, Connect 3, and the rest of her friends are back at Camp Rock for a summer of musical fun and light romance. Since the former antagonist, Tess, turned good in the last movie, they had to find a bigger and badder villain in the form of an entirely new rival camp sharing a lake with them. With this new, richer rival camp putting the future of Camp Rock in final jeopardy, the two camps plan to face off against each other for one final, final jam. I'll leave it to actual former camp counselor Michael to give us the full deeds after a brief reading of my fun facts section. Yeah, you know, I'm a professional. You know, I, I, I've worked the biz, as they say. So I, I feel like I have a good uh, good perspective on the whole camp goings on. Yes, and I was never a camp counselor, so. Right, but you're here for the fun facts. Yes, yes. This is the 80th decom, so we're really in the latter half right now. The big 8-0, over the hill, if you will. Yes. It was filmed, once again, in Ontario, Canada. Of course. And Kevin Jonas received about 43 birdhouses just in one day by Camp Rock fans because his character wanted a birdhouse. You, you really felt for him in the last movie not getting one, but I feel like he got his, uh, he got his due in this one. I think so. Also, Nate and Dana's relationship is an obvious parody of Romeo and Juliet because rivalry between the two camps and and such is that what this is oh my god yeah you're right all right okay mm -hmm. yeah that annoying cliche thing nope it, I, I see it now and it, it does work and it's rather well done i mean i guess for a kids movie i guess they're i mean their families own the camps so the we've got a re regular old capulets and uh montague's what are the, the Montagues, you know? Well, eh. That is, you know, they, they did fine. That's all right. I'll take it. Oh, I didn't really like it, but I'll get into it later. 
Also, the film won the 2011 People's Choice Awards for Favorite Family TV Movie. That's some bull. But I guess I don't know what else came out on TV Favorite this year. Family TV Movie? I don't know what else came out. What? It, it, it makes sense. It's 2010. A lot this of kids prime time. loved... Yeah, but Jones Brothers. Everyone loves Jones Brothers TV movies. That's true. They also won a Director's Guild of America Award for Outstanding Directional Achievement in Child's Programming. The bar must have been real low because this bad boy's sitting at a solid 5.2 out of 10. <laughs> well, I guess, but the film did get 7.9 million views on its premiere night, which is only about a million less than the first movie. It's a solid chunk of eyes there. Well, I mean, like, no one knew if it was going to be bad or not. There's sort of like Jonas Brothers, Demi Lovato, let's go. Also, it was the most watched cable television of the week. <laughs> September was I just uh, love so boring, I, I just love all of the qualifiers there. It's most watched, all right, cool. Television, oh. Of the week, oh. Cable television. A cable television. <laughs> Of the particular <laughs> week. Like, all right. Cool. Good for you, bud. Also, it was the last sequel of a Disney Channel original movie until Teen Beach Movie 2, which came out in 2015. Oh. Yeah, they soured on them. By 2010, like, there weren't really that many good DCOMs anymore. Probably not any. So why would they deserve a sequel? That's true. I mean, don't sleep on the Descendants. I know you're not a Descendants fan, but... As a camp counselor who had to watch it with a bunch of kinder kindergartners, I gotta say, <laughs> it could be a lot worse, and we've watched a lot worse Disney Channel original movies on this show. Well, apparently it came out after Teen Beach Movie 2 because they got a sequel and a third movie. Oh yeah, it did. Way after. It came out the same year as Teen Beach Movie 2. Oh, alright, never mind. <laughs> well, I've never seen Teen Beach Movie, alright? They didn't put that in the camp, uh, the camp repertoire. It's a little. It's not really for the age range you were doing. I guess not. They were not teens. They were eight, six years old. Basically, they were sequels for a while. Gotcha. Well, camp counselor, can you please tell us the plot? Because I still kind of forgot a lot of it. I mean, what's there to know, Kelly? It's 2010. Could these camps be any rockier? <laughs> the counselors prepare the facilities for another summer of fun while Mitchie and Mom drive on over. Mom doesn't want Mitchie to get her hopes up, you know? She she's hasn't seen Shane in almost a year. You know, summer camp and all. Uh, she just wants her to focus on the music. Wait, it's been a year? That's confirmed. Yes, Kelly, it's summer camp. No, I, di I didn't hear them say if it was a year or not. Yeah, she hasn't seen him in a year. Um, and it's alluded to that the last time they saw each other was at camp. Okay. They just look a lot older. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, like she, do. her bangs are gone. She looks like she looks like she's transformed from freshman to senior. So yeah, I mean, all of them were full on rock stars at this point in their career, so <laughs> they were going through lots of changes. So, on their way to camp, they pass by a sign that says Camp Star. Looks like a rival music camp is opened across the lake. We arrive at our camp and. Thank goodness Caitlin is here to cheer me up a bit because I was, you know, I was a bit worried getting into this movie. <laughs> you know how these Disney Channel original movie sequels like to recast characters, Kelly. Yes, I was also surprised to see that Tess came back, but she stole Mitchie's bangs from last year. <laughs> Tess, let me tell you. All right. She was she really in this movie? Yeah, 
They had her for an afternoon. Yeah, I guess. But she's nice now. Yeah, kind of. For a moment. I mean, she didn't go full on like Sharpay from High School Musical and from end of High School Musical 1 to High School Musical 2. That's true, that's true. They go to pick out their bunk and they run into Ella and Peggy who they greet like long lost best friends rather than some kids that they didn't even speak to until the last day of camp last year. But all right, whatever, yeah. I guess we're cool now. <laughs> Maybe they, you know, exchanged text messages last year. Maybe. Maybe, but this is back in the day of like limited texting ability, Kelly. You only get like 1400 a month, you know? You gotta be... Emails? Emails, oh God. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and, and as you said, Kelly, Tess is there too, and she immediately starts talking about Shane, uh, and, and Mitchie says that she's worried because they don't spend any time together and nothing's ever really gonna happen. What do you expect to happen, kid? I mean, I expected them to record a song together or something. That would be nice. Speaking of Shane, uh, the Connect 3 tour bus has broken down, and he's taken the initiative to fix it himself on the side of the road. While fixing the tire, he's talking about his big plans for finally get to spend some time with Mitchie, and it looks like that both of them caught feelings last summer, Kelly. <laughs> the tire that Shane just put on the bus pops off, sending the massive automobile careening down the side of the mountain it was parked on. And there goes the budget for this movie. <laughs> Just falls on down. That was dangerous, too. Very. In their bunk, the girls ask Mitchie for a sample of her newest hit for this year's opening jam. She whips up some lyrics, but she says the music just isn't all there. And then they hear something from outside. It is a music camp, after all, Kelly. It can't be too hard to find someone to play an instrument for you. <laughs> The girls link up with some guys that were sitting outside of their bunk, and uh, they put some music to those lyrics. They break out into a brand new day. Uh, and, you know, w with this song, they, they've already taken a huge step forward in terms of, like, the, the cinematography, how it all looks. Uh, the choreography is also a huge step up. Like, these are actual, like, song and dance numbers now. Um, but, honestly, I couldn't help but laugh at some of the dance moves. Like, I don't know why. But there's something so awkward about some of the dance choices that they made. And it starts here in the first song in the movie. Oh, yeah. It's definitely more advanced in a lot of ways, but also more cringy in ways. Just like, I don't know. There's something off about it. That That's just what it feels like. It, the, the, the dancing, like, I should enjoy the dance. It should not make me laugh. And I like I wasn't looking to laugh, you know, I, like I wasn't looking to make fun of it. But while watching them flailing around in the in the field, I just I couldn't help but a little give a little chuckle. Yeah, it it was more comedic than like impressive. Yeah, we get a cool transition during the song, though, which I really enjoyed. Uh, they, they transitioned to the actual performance during their little you know, song and dance number uh, at the opening jam. It was awesome. And it's also notable that here in, in this performance, Tess is now playing in the background for this one, playing second fiddle to Mitchie. Mm -hmm. I know how the turntables, Kelly. We're, we're, we're happy to see it. Yeah, for now. Yeah, briefly. Uncle Brown is back, but before he can say much of anything, Connect 3 rolls up in a chicken truck and everyone gets distracted. They're going to be there at camp for the entire summer this year. All three of them. Not just as a punishment for Shane anymore. 
Yes, and their actual real life younger brother Frankie Jonas is also in this movie. He has his like little video camera all the time, and he's also one of the annoying little campers who Kevin has to deal with. Yeah, his name is Camera Kid for the remainder of this review. Um, so all eyes are on Shane and Mitchie, and then Uncle starts talking again to get them, you know, to get everyone's attention back on him. Um, so yeah, it, it looks like Camp Star is the reason for the diminished attendance at Camp Rock this year. Also, when Shane gets off the chicken cart, he like falls over and there's a chicken on his head. Yeah. And he's just acting like super friendly and goofy to everyone. Like, He's an entirely different person than he was last year. You know what, Kelly? Did love really change him? The right girl will change Even though he didn't see her, but he hasn't seen her in a year. So, like, does this make sense? I'm not sure. It'll do that to you, Kelly. So, yeah, Camp Star uh, across the lake. It's the reason why there's less attendance at Camp Rock this year. And would you look at that, Kelly? It was founded by none other than Uncle Brown's old bandmate, Axel Turner, owner of Star Records. And now Arch Nemesis. Uh, yeah he's an evil dude just then some boats go by and blast some care packages into camp rock and kevin shouts we're under attack that was the one of the funniest things like i mean if he said that today that would not fly well at all but it was funny watching it yeah today different context back then very funny um so in these care packages are all of the ingredients necessary to make some s'mores Camp Star has invited Camp Rock to a bonfire. Uncle Brown doesn't think this is a good idea. He thinks it's some sort of a setup, but Mitchie's mom says it could be fun or something. So Camp Rock makes the pilgrimage across the lake, and it doesn't look like a camp. It doesn't even look like a resort like Tess says it does. To me, it looks like some sort of institution or asylum or something. I don't know, Kelly. It looked like some. It, it didn't look like anyone was in there on their own free will upon first glance. Also, didn't look like a nice, like outdoorsy camp. No, they're all modernized. Not at all. Yeah. So Brown and Axel meet. Axel says they can coexist, you know, in their own little niches. Camp Star makes superstars, after all. What does Camp Rock do? Oh, you know, just the little things, encouraging kids to find their love of music or something like that. Which one would you prefer to be at, Kelly? Obviously, Camp Rock. They have a lot more fun. It looks like so much more fun. Exactly. On their way to the bonfire, Shane asks Mitchie if they can sneak away tonight and, and you know, go out on their first date. Bad things happen at band camp, Kelly, though. They, they better not do anything nefarious here, all right? Oof. They arrive at the Camp Star stage, and it really is a sight to behold. It, it's a beautiful outdoor stage. It's really cool. I mean, yeah, it's, it is nice and big. It just sticks out, I guess, from the rest of the nature of the movie. Yeah. Well, this is Camp Star, after all. Oh, yes, I, I know. Just, like, Camp Rock just looks more appealing to me. Yeah. So, Nate Jonas wants to leave. Uh, th That is until some girl calls him Pouty Boy and tells him to... Nate Jonas? Yeah, you know the one. His name is Gray. Nate Gray. Yeah, but he was in the first movie for, like, five seconds, so we have to remember that Nate's a Jonas brother here. We all know. All right. So Nate wants to leave, but then some girl calls him Pouty Boy and tells him to hurry because the bonfire is about to start. Uh, so, you know, here we go again, Kelly. We got another one. I just, I wanted to focus on the first one. Nope. We got, we got to diversify. Everyone has a love interest in this movie. You got, we got Shane and Mitchie. 
Nate and uh, and Dana and Jason and birdhouses. Okay. The bonfire begins, and it, it's less of a campfire and more of a concert. Camp Star starts the night off with fire. No, not not the flame kind. The the name of the song is fire, and I mean it's all right, you know, not not groundbreaking or anything. Lots of pyrotechnics, so I guess they did actually bring the campfire with them. Uh, but you know, it just was it was an all right performance. At the end of the song, somehow the girl that was flirting with Nate flung her bracelet at, all the way at him on accident. So, you know, I guess the stars are aligning. The universe is allowing these things to happen. It's like she planned that or something just because she really liked his pouty face earlier. Nothing better than a pouty face. <laughs> also, at the end of the song, as the band is clearing the stage, Star says that he's short-staffed this summer, so if anyone from Camp Rock would like to make the little switcheroo, he'll double their salary. And, uh, would you look at that, Kelly? Most, almost, if if not all of the staff of Camp Rock makes the switch. Okay, like, that does suck, but, like, doubling the salary? That's, that's hard to... Money is money, Kelly. That's hard to, you know, pass by. These streets, you know, they, they you gotta have some coin. <laughs> Would you take the offer? It, it's, it's hard to say. You know, how much am I making? What, what's, what's my current salary? What could I be making? And what would I be doing? I, I mean, if I'm doing the same... Thing I'm doing at the other's place, and I'm already making like a decent amount. Then, and, well, I'd only go really if the job was the same or better, and I had at least one friend going with me. If all my friends were still at Camp Rock, I'd be like, "Well, that's no fun." I think the biggest thing for me, I'm being on a loyalty, you know. So how how long have I been working on camp at Camp Rock? If this is my first summer at Camp Rock, absolutely, I'm crossing that lake. Are you kidding me? bye see ya <laughs> oh yeah i was assuming that we were like first year. oh yeah if i'm a first there. year counselor i'm gone i'm I'm not even looking back <laughs> i won't even think about looking back camp star all the way not for the morals but just because uh we're saving up for school you know now nah, i'm not a counselor I'm, I'm not a camper so you know like i don't i don't really need to care about all that much more than just doing my job and getting the getting my bag you know as a camper i'd stay but as like double it's just the double the pay that really Really makes me think about Seals things. Seals the deal. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. We got student loans. We don't like them. Yeah, as a camper, I would not have made the switch. Nate gives the girl her bracelet back before making for the boats to cross the Black Lake back to school. I, I mean, back to <laughs> camp. Um, she says he can keep it if he wants, but, you know, what would he do with a bracelet? So he gives it back to her. Once he leaves, Axel tells Dana that he doesn't want her talking to Nate. Who are you? Her, her dad or something? Come on, man. You can talk to him. The lead singer from the fire performance tries to recruit Mitchie, and he insults her in the process because he's only interested in becoming a superstar, so the whole camp and music aspect is rather inconsequential to them. Oh. Okay. Yeah. When Mitchie says that no camp rockers would ever make the switch, well, wouldn't you believe that the one that does is Tess, Kelly? I knew she was a flake. <sighs> oh, well, I guess. The next day, Uncle Gray says that Camp Rock is closed because they don't have enough staff to continue. How can this be true? There's still an hour and 15 minutes left to this movie, Kelly. <laughs> Mitchie won't give up, though, so that means that she has to break into song and dance. They all start singing Can't Back Down. Is Can't Back Down the Work This Out by High School Musical 2 equivalent? It certainly is supposed to be the... Uh, work this out from high school musical too but uh 
Did it live up to it, Kelly? Eh, not really. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of dancing in this one, too. It's not that bad for the most part. Yeah. But once again, there's a few moments that, like, made me laugh. Like, an actual laugh. And it, it, it's really not without its cringe. The, this, even this one that was, I guess, supposed to be emulating something that they did so well in a movie previously. It's just, the last one was done so much differently with all their music scenes. It kind of was just like... They sang for a reason and not just like out of nowhere. But this time they sang out of nowhere and they made it like yeah, really. It, it really is. They just had a lot of flares and a lot of like exaggerations. Melodramatic. Yeah, no, this is how I like my musicals. This is how I like my musicals. This is how like the, it would have been nice if they just did it a little bit better. I mean, there's an entire sequence in this dance, Kelly, that's just a bunch of them slamming cupboard doors shut. And and it looks just as cool and badass as it sounds. Well, hey, it's really hard to live up to Zac Efron and and company banging on pots. That scene was so good. Oh, my <laughs> God. Work This Out is such a good number. I love it. This just... Yeah. Also, this one, that I told you, like, one of the dances made me laugh. But, like, I, I had half a mind to, like start a tiktok and put it on there because it would have gone viral how cringy the dance was oh you should have because we have a tiktok that i need to use do you come okay well we're, we're gonna post it later because this dance got me like <laughs> again like i'm not watching the dances to laugh i'm watching the dances to be entertained and listen to the music and enjoy it but there's this one close-up in this in this song there's actually a few close-ups in this song that i just i I laughed. It was rough. Yeah. Oh, that needs to that needs to be seen, Michael. People need to know. <laughs> it must be. You have a good eye for what's going on in the background. You need to share it. People remember Camp Rock too fondly. That's all I'm going to say. I guess we don't because we were too old at that point. But that's true. This, just the sentiment around Camp Rock is too too positive no. for me to be comfortable. You need to do it. You need to do it. Uh, people Okay. Over the summer, people went crazy on High School Musical and all their like inconsistencies, and it was so funny. I mean, we all still love it, but it was so funny. There's just a, we'll talk about our overall feelings at the end, but there's just a certain degree of slack you can give to a movie based off of its overall quality, and I don't, I don't think Camp Rock Two gets as much slack as something like a High School Musical would. Yeah, probably. All right, so um. Let's let's get out of Can't Back Down now. Our main cast of campers stand united in Uncle's office. They're going to step in as the staff for this summer. Good for them. Take the, you know, step up. Let's go. You're in charge now. But isn't this Mitchie's second year? She proved her superstar potential last summer. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I just thought she was possibly a bit younger than the rest. Plus, it doesn't hurt to be Shane's girlfriend. Are they, though? Apparently, they haven't gone on a first date yet, so. Uh, they call each other boyfriend and girlfriend. People call them that, but I feel like they are too afraid to label it because they haven't even gone out. They do at times throughout the movie. Hmm. Okay, okay. It's kind of iffy to me, personally. It's always iffy with you. Um. Hilariously, they also swindled Jason into being the kitty camp counselor, which was really funny to me. Because of the way they talk about it, you know, like the way they, they talk him into it. Like he's going to be the hero or something. The way they wrote this movie, 
he was the perfect brother to be the kid camp kid camp counselor he was really good in this movie i thought jason was one of my favorite characters in this one which is a huge step up from last one because he was stupid for stupid sake in the last movie this one he was he was he was the adorable kind of stupid you know yeah but also last movie we got like four maybe five scenes of him maybe he had the potential and just didn't execute it maybe i have nothing against kevin you know it's just the lines that he had they did make jason the dumb one so yeah so a quick montage of all the new staff failing at their jobs going to the wrong places getting overwhelmed and all that jazz they eventually get the hang of it which is great to see and uh jason finally built the birdhouse that he never got last summer he has it he has it until some kids smash it which is you know sad terrible and that was the line for him these kids better show some respect if he's gonna teach them how to be rock stars he quickly whips them into shape so it's fine we can't have some spoiled rotten rock stars now can we no 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 mitchie's mom says that the plans aren't working the kitchen's a disaster uh shane then goes to help with the hamburgers keeping him from his date with mitchie so they're already not spending time together fun Nate has been creeping on Dana from across the lake. He keeps getting caught while he's doing it, though, so he's not a very good little uh, little, little spy, little stalker. Is Nate a peeping Tom now? He's just binoculars It was really off-putting. Yeah. Like, that's really creepy. But, like, it's not creepy because it's just cute Nick Jonas and his cute almost girlfriend. But it, it is not cool (laughs) no one should do that i don't like it i didn't like it it was uncomfortable um while he's spying on her from a canoe a canoe he got in a canoe went out in the lake to get a better view of her with his binoculars super creepy that is it plays off because he's cute but it's not okay this doesn't work like that um while he's in the canoe his boat gets overturned um dana comes over to see if he's okay it's pretty clear these two are rather smitten with each other, so that's why it his his creep is excused, but not I don't I'm still not a fan. I'm not a fan. Their talk gets interrupted by Axel, and uh it wasn't something Kelly. She really is Dana's dad, we find out here. Yeah, it was it was pretty obvious the entire time. Back at Camp Rock, Mitchie tackles Shane. They're finally getting some time together, Kelly. I it, it But how seems... did Shane not face plant? When Mick- Mitchie just tackled him. Dude, she smacked him to the ground. Boy's got a concussion <laughs> and everything. He says he wants to get to know her better, but do they not talk at all in the last year? If- even though they're supposed to be boyfriend and girlfriend? It's hard to say, you know? It's hard to pinpoint down the, the communication methods back in this, this time period. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the the entire reason he's here this summer is to spend time with Mitchie. He's not satisfied with just the proximity though he actually wants some alone time with her um and we can see rather clearly when the pa calls for the counselors to go to the next activity that he's kind of peeved yeah at the night's bonfire the kids pull a prank on jason uh they they glue him to a uh to a a stump which was funny yeah but they're running around the fire and like how is it allowed it's just a fire they could fall. Then they all get distracted by some fireflies. So, you know, it's a proper summer camp, Kelly. Yeah. This place is. Yeah. 
Tess, Axel, and Firesong Guy are spying on Camp Rock from across the lake. They took a page out of, out of Nate's book. Of course. Tess seems to be showing some signs of regretting her old switcheroo there, um, but, you know, not I guess not enough to make the switch back. <laughs> That'd be too much. Yeah. Our counselors are talking, and an idea is hatched. It sounds like they want to do some sort of competition with Camp Star to, to prove that they're the camp to be at. Mm. The next day at Camp Star, we get the scene that lives on in every fever dream I have had since 2010. <laughs> camp Rock step dances into Camp Star, challenging them to a camp versus camp final jam. And Kelly, if that isn't the gates of hell opening to allow me to, to just surrender, what is? Yeah, 41 minutes, 22 seconds, the, the biggest meme I've seen recently just <laughs> sets off and most recently i saw it interlaced with the avengers endgame <laughs> and i oh i still can't stop laughing about it on your left <laughs> oh my god yeah this is who thought this was a good idea it's so traumatizing let me take just a bunch of stumpy child actors and have them step dance their way into into, <laughs> into this place. Oh my god. Camp Rock. Yeah. It's awful. Awful. So bad. Camp Rock then breaks out into It's On and and Kelly, they are trying so hard to be high school musical. But Michael, is it just me and my or did my hearing go out? Because the the vocals on It's On just sounded way too low for me. I don't, I, you know, I didn't catch that. Maybe it is. I really, I really thought it was me, but I turned it up and it's still like the low, the vocals were way too low. How long did they spend editing this one, Kelly? Because the last I one got seven months it. of garbage. I could not find it, but please go back later and reassure me. No, I'm going to have I'm not losing it. Yeah, I mean, I believe I, it. It was this song and another song that just seemed way too off like the music was way too loud compared to the vocals i believe it okay well i'm glad you believe me um axel catches them mid-performance and he thinks this is a fantastic idea kelly uh he's going to put the competition on tv and they're going to let the world decide which camp wins and camp rock has officially accepted these terms so it, it really is on is it really Mitchie's decision to make if anyone it should have been Shane and the boys all right what what's Mitchie saying over here yeah they're the only ones who are related to the owner yeah I mean it's still Uncle Brown should be the one making the decision but if not him at least the brothers I mean there's no real stakes you know uh, it, it's just a, a competition that is on paper for fun but the uh the press you know the the ramification the social ramifications of this could be rather brutal on one camp or the other yes very much so so yeah and, and mitchy may even have a song for them to sing for this one so you know, she's proven her worth she's pulling her weight it's a duet but she could possibly rewrite it for all of them to sing uncle brown isn't super happy about this though because he says axel can't be trusted of course he's unhappy yeah he's not happy about much here um he thinks this is a way for Axel to destroy Brown once and for all. 
but it's too late to back out now. There's there's a website advertising Camp Wars, Kelly. Jeez, his marketing department's working overnight on that. Yeah, they do the Lord's work over there at Camp Star. <laughs> Godspeed and all that. Mitchie overhears Uncle Brown's pessimism, and uh, she's crying from outside the camp. She runs away, but I guess you know, she's not really sad. She's just motivated because she immediately gets back up and starts plotting. Uh, she makes an announcement to the camp the next day, and uh, from this moment forward, Camp Rock has to be completely focused if they want to win this one. And that means stick to the schedule, people. Yeah, she's suddenly an expert planner and scheduler. Which I suppose she, they could have been under her all along, the little Amy Santiago and her, but... More like a drill sergeant. Now she's just really going for it, even though she was not put in charge. <laughs> yeah, you know, Mitchie, give her an inch, she takes a mile. Yeah. Shane's not happy about this, though. You know, her, her newfound um, self-importance. Uh, this is just less and less time for the two of them to spend together. Aww. He storms off after Mitchie doesn't make the time for him once again. Sad, but also, there's a continuity ed- error around here. Ooh, I love them continuity errors. When he's talking to, when he's trying to, you know, talk to Mitchie when she has her clipboard, everyone keeps interrupting her, which is why he gets upset. So one second, Caitlin and Ella come in to interrupt, and they're behind Shane. And then the camera goes away, and then back to him, and they're gone. Like, it goes to Demi, or it goes to Mitchie, and then it goes back to him, and they're they're gone. They should be either behind him or leaving. They're, they're not there. Maybe they're twitches. <laughs> they zapped away. <laughs> That's a good catch, Kelly. Yeah. I was like, huh? Houdini? <laughs> Who? This ain't now you see it. Yeah. So as as Shane's storming off, he catches Nate spying again. But I guess it's not all that bad what he's doing because Dana is also spying on him with her own set of binoculars. So, you know, there's a creep out there for everyone. Yeah, so they're even. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Later on, Mitchie is on a freaking tirade, all right? She's the, she's the fun police and boy, oh boy, is there a lot of crime. She says everyone's work is bad and nobody cares enough. What what an insult. What a jerk. It just she just she's just taking all the stress and thinks it's like it's up to her or the camp will close. It's just annoying cuz Mitchie's really out here doing the most and it's it's just at a certain point it's like why why are we here? What are we doing? Are we any better than them if we're not having any fun while we do it? Yeah, and she could she doesn't have to be the one doing everything. Uncle Brown like what is he doing? I don't know. But still, like, she just, her heart's in the right place. She just doesn't know how to handle all the stress. Who's going to knock her off this high horse, Kelly? Maybe maybe Shane's up to task, you know? He, he goes to employ the help of the younglings. Um, and at the next event, he and the small campers launch a full-on aqua assault on the unwitting others. Water balloons, hoses, and water pumps galore. This is not on the schedule, but it's just what summer camp is all about. Rock hard or go home, am I right? No, no, you're not. It's just, oh. have fun. It's okay to be competitive, but have fun while you're doing it. Yeah. This fun is super important because after it, morale is way up in the camp. And, um, but, but Shane, he, he's got to go off and find Mitchie, you know, because she kind of she made her exit and uh, she hasn't been seen. She didn't even come to dinner. I... His attentions were good, but 
I mean, that would stress me out too if it was so sudden like that. I would prefer like something like everyone has a nice cookout or something, something chill, not sudden chaos. Like I'd be a little frightened. It's camp. It's not camp if there's no chaos. Well, it just, it just not what I would have wanted, or it's not, it's not what Amy Santiago would have wanted or needed in the moment. Just something, just a little, t- turn the level down a little bit, turn the notch down a little bit, just something a little less. Well, it's clearly not what Mitchie wanted, but everyone else seemed to be having a good time. I know. I just, I just mean like, find a happy medium, or so you don't have to have like a intense song to figure everything out. Intense is one word for it. Um, <laughs> so he goes and finds Mitchie, and she's going through her her music. It's time for a moonlight picnic. He thinks he's gonna. He he brought a little picnic basket and everything. It's super cute. She won't go. She's actually rather rude here about it. Uh, she pushes him and his picnic basket away, and uh, wowza, way, way to woo a rock star. I mean, you know, he's he's not going to take this well, but it's a great way to inspire some music, I guess. I mean, it's just, she's upset for the chaos in the other scene, so she just wants to be left alone. She needs to, like, calm down. It just don't match. I mean, I understand why she's doing it. I just, the, the communication is just off. I'm not a fan of Mitchie here. Uh, well, I'm not a fan of Shane here. He's not reading into any of her signals. He's just doing what he thinks she needs, but is actually the opposite of what she needs. Which brings him to singing the lyrics like Fire and Rain in their next song. Yeah, but she's not reading any of his either. Mm. Or anybody else's. She's in her own universe here. She's she's an island, and she, she built her island by herself. I know, I'm just saying, a uh, water balloon fight's not going to take her off her island. Maybe something else needs to. Like serenading her, I don't know. Well, something's got to break the camel's back. Well, he goes back to his cabin and plays the guitar to, to Mitchie's vocals. And, I mean, wouldn't change a thing is it, it is a song that exists, Kelly. <laughs> I don't remember this scene, but parts of the song sound familiar. <laughs> I don't even think they're total opposites. Like, like again, Mitchie's just under a lot of pressure and doesn't have time to talk to Shane, like I assume was the opposite case and why they never advanced their relationship after the last movie because he was too busy. So it's like role reversal. He was the one super busy, you know, with the band and everything or like being angsty. And now she is and he's like, well, I don't know how to deal with this. You know, that's why I just that's why I felt the whole thing's annoying to me. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, it, it is annoying. Yes. But it just like just there's a lot of back and forth. Yeah, I have some thoughts on the whole relationship, but we'll get to them. It's a new dawn at Camp Rock, and Mitchie is the last to rise. Everyone is hard at work already, even without her as the ringleader. Maybe she didn't have to be one after all. Uh, the counselors decide decided that it shouldn't be all up to her. Everyone has to do their part. Yeah, that's what it should have been the entire time. And Shane is the one that gave them the push that they needed to take action. Yeah, this, what he's doing now is what he should have done before instead of the water balloon fight. I don't think the water balloon fight was misguided. Relieve some of the stress by, you know, putting it other places. Not, let's put insert a very stressful situation in her right now. And just because you like the water balloon fight because that's something you would do. That's not something I would do because I understand Mitchie. Nah. All right, so the, the Jonas Brothers, they uh, they sing Heart and Soul. A song intended to teach the campers the lesson that anyone can rock and roll. Yeah. Also does a good job of calming everyone down. 
this is a good song. I, this is a proper musical number because it's basically a music video. And I, I love all the rock and roll references to Elvis and Jagger and things like that. So it was a, it was a, I, I, this was probably the standout song to me in this movie. Hmm. Nate's feeling good after this performance uh, until Dana knocks him off his rocker. Literally. He's acting too cool for her though. And, and this upsets her, you know, she, what does she really know if she doesn't know anything about him? You know? So I, I guess he is exactly like every other teenage boy in the world, or at least that's what Dana thinks. He just doesn't know what he's supposed to say here. And that, you know, that means everything. Time for a song, Kelly. Yeah. You're my favorite song comes in. Uh, it's it's kind of sweet, oh. you know. It, it I don't think this is where it should have gone in the movie. It was too soon to the everything else that just happened. There's a lot of flipping and flopping here. There's a lot going on. It, I I you know, the song is decent, but it it really why, you know, just why. It's kind of weird because before they were singing about how different they are and now they have a date scene where their new duet is the song playing during the scene not actually being sung by them in the movie like before they were singing in the movie and now it's just being played over as it's like an actual like regular song in the movie just being featured while they're doing things yeah it's a it's an odd one it stands out not for the right reasons it was just jarring to me. <laughs> like, I was waiting for them to start lip singing and they didn't. <laughs> I agree. So now that we've moved beyond that. Uh, that. <laughs> Nate gets some brotherly advice from Shane and Jason. They tell him that all those personal details, th those are the important ones in a relationship. And they tell him that if he can't say it, maybe he should sing it. Um, so Nate goes off and finds Dana and Dana and does just that. He gives her, um, a list of things that nobody knows about him. And then he sings it out to her. It's a song that's very reminiscent to I'm yours by Jason Mraz. Um, <laughs> but I, I, it's still pretty cute. Uh, it's all right. I, I remember hating that song. I just, I thought it was so lame compared to all the other songs. It's an ultra soft boy song. Let me tell you. But also just the way that it had the studio sound instead of being live acoustic where it just did not fit at all for this scene. Kelly, they didn't even try to match the vocals with, with Nick Jonas's lips. It was awful. Exactly. Just this whole scene just really annoyed me. And he was barely sing acting. I'm sorry. I love Nick Jonas, but this scene was just so cringy. He was barely in it, you know? He was kind of just a marionette moving his mouth. Yeah. He, he understood how cringy it was. Yeah, that was a bad one. <laughs> bad call, bad call. Very. Axel catches them there, but there aren't any massive consequences immediately, even though, again, he told Dana to stay away from him. That night at Camp Rock, the kids are scaring Jason with ghost stories, which I loved because I, too, am easily spooked. As am I. Doesn't take much. If someone turns <laughs> a corner and I'm not expecting it, I, I, I do a little jump. The kids ask Jason if they're going to win, and he says, of course they will, because they're rock stars. The, the kids sow some doubt in Jason because they're like, well, so are the other people. And then he gets like confused. You can <laughs> see visibly Jason is confused and he doesn't know. Um, but now they go on a mission. I don't know why they go on a mission, but they do. Um, under the cover of night, they all put on some fern helmets and go spying on Camp Star, gathering intel. Camera kid records some of it, so Frankie. good for you getting some some 
you know, some video. Uh, and I also see here that Tess's shoulder dancing has made a return for this movie, oh, no. and I hated it just <laughs> as much. It's bad. Like, it's not good, all right? Not all sunshine and rainbows at Camp Star, though. Uh, Tess and Fire Guy are the lead singers, but they don't get along at all. No, not at all. The whole duet thing, though, gives Camp Rock an idea. They're going to put Mitchie and Shane as their lead singers and turn the song back into a duet. Hmm. Camera Kid gives Mitchie a new idea. Uh, we find out what it is shortly, I suppose. I mean, we didn't find out now. They always leave us on a, on the edge of our seats. Of course. It's the night of the final jam now, and I'm very excited for some more music, Kelly. I don't know about you. And, and I mean it. They're the funniest parts of this movie. <laughs> oh, gosh. Tess and Fire Guy still are not getting along, and, and Camp Rock sees it, and now Tess is embarrassed. Aww. Camp Star is up first, and they sing Tear It Down, an incredibly generic and just overall meh song. Um, it does display Camp Star's characteristic overconfidence, um, and the dancing, the, the dancing just wasn't that great, and the music wasn't anything special. I don't know what you thought, Kelly. Really did not care for it. Sorry. Yeah, not good for your, like, you're supposed to leave it all out there on the stage, and this just wasn't it. This might have been the other one where the vocals sounded too low. Could be. So Camp Star is cheating, all right? They advertised like crazy and sent a text to every phone in the Western Hemisphere to vote for them before Camp Rock even performed. Of course. I mean, I... I Axel must be incredibly rich. He does own a recording studio, but still, that's that's next level rich. That's ridiculously expensive. Um. Oh, and and Dana tells her dad that not everything's a competition. Uh. But after Nate gave her a flower, she says she thinks she won. So good for her. That was cute. <laughs> Time to rock, folks. Camp Rock is up, and it's the moment we've all been waiting for. What we came here for is is uh, is the name of the song. I think it's pretty great. the The entire camp is part of it, and they play the home videos from Camera Kid behind it, which I thought was a really nice touch. That was really cute. It's it's a really sweet sort of like fitting kind of montage, you know, like all the little pieces of the of the Camera Kid's home video. Instead of like one of those cringy like, oh, we just saw this scene in a montage. Yeah, you're getting a different perspective and it's literally from a home video camera. I think it's cute. Very. Um, I also love that they found a use for all of the extra beach balls that were accidentally ordered earlier in oh, the movie yeah. for the kitchen. Uh, they released them during this song and I they, they never like mention it. But I just noticed that they were the exact same beach balls. And I was like, oh, that's really smart. Like, th there's some continuity in this yeah, movie. Yeah, just like the last one. Somebody thought about the script, Kelly. A little bit. Someone gave it a thought. You can't always say that. <laughs> no, you can't. Not with a DCOM especially. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we see that the kids in, in the home video, they gave Jason a birdhouse. He got one. It's a guitar-shaped birdhouse. It's great. That takes skill from those kids. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, world. It's time to decide who won. So everyone has still has flip phones in 2010? I mean, I did, but a lot of people did not by then. I did. I didn't get my first iPhone until 2014. 
2014, I believe. 2015 for me. But again, we were, we were different from a lot of other people we Yeah, we were just built with. different. Yeah. A lot of people I knew had phones, uh, iPhones by then. So I guess they didn't want to splurge because they were pretty, they were very expensive back then. Incredibly. And they still are. I need a new phone and mine just, I, I can't, I cannot afford to replace it. Yeah, no, wait, still way too expensive. But I was just thinking like, I guess <laughs> all that money in the budget went to crashing that bus in the beginning. So they they couldn't give, they couldn't give people iPhones in this movie. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's a, that's a whole budget. And um, and Frankie Jonas, his his paycheck was enormous. Oh yes, of course. I mean, he has a clothing <laughs> line now. Does he really? Oh, he has jackets with his face on it that look like he does in this movie. There you go. Hustle hard, my boy. <laughs> so, uh, who won? The results are in. We get a slow mo anticipation shot, and Kelly, this. this is perfect okay i think this is genuinely a great great little scene here there's silence a great reveal there's i silence. loved it there's yes. nothing but piano in the background there's nothing but some music in the background and their faces and reactions they say it all that we see very clearly that camp star one and i i actually got chills like watching this i didn't remember this scene at all not one bit and I was blown away because the quality, like the 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 storytelling here, is just so much better than what we've been getting, and and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I was shocked too. It was very good, very well done. The scene was too smart for the movie that it was placed in. That's that's what I meant. Yes, you're right. Tess comes over to console Mitchie. Um, maybe she's not too far gone. I guess we then cut to a bonfire later at Camp Rock. They all cope with the loss, and um, you know every, every song can't be a hit, Kelly. But it doesn't mean they they have to stop singing. If Camp Star didn't buy most of their votes, I think Camp Rock really could have won. I think so too. Um, Shane and Mitchie kiss, and I guess it turns out the summer wasn't a bummer after all. Finally, goodness. Yeah. Right. They join the rest of the camp around the fire and they sing This Is Our Song with lyrics as deep and meaningful such as This Is Our Summer and This Is Our Song and There's Nothing Better Than Singing Our Song. Aww. These are actual lyrics from the song, Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> it was very basic. The song is awful. Absolutely awful, Kelly. And what a terrible way to end a franchise this is one of the most meaningless, heartless songs they've put in one of these movies. Yeah. So over the Black Lake, this the students, I, I mean, the campers from Camp Star come over to join the bonfire. Now, they never get to do these kinds of things across the lake, and they wanted to enjoy the fun. Apparently, the show made a huge difference. The phones are going crazy. Everybody wants to go to Camp Rock. It looks like a blast. How could you not want to go to Camp Rock? Aw. All those overworked Camp Star kids would rather have fun and relax at Camp Rock after all. Absolutely. So then it starts to rain, and then the rain goes away, and then it's raining again, and then it's not, and I'm very confused. Uh, but they're all having a good enough time around the bonfire, so that's great. And uh, that's it. That's a wrap. They end on this song, and... Uh, we get a little mini one take one scene blooper reel, so I guess they tried, but 
that's Camp Rock 2, Kelly. What'd you think? What an underwhelming song to end on. Uh, yeah, really bad way to end the, the movie. Like, once again, we didn't get much from the side characters and that bothered me. Like We got more Jonas Brothers and less everyone else. Yeah, the side characters were essentially non-existent in this movie. More so this movie than last. Like I, w- I mean, I want to know how Margaret's song with Shane went because that's she won Final Jam last year, so she was supposed to record a song with Shane. I want to know what what Ella's up to. I mean, and Caitlin. Well, we don't get any of that. I mean, I was happy, definitely. I was happy to get more Jonas Brothers, but I want more of everyone. But yeah, I just was. I was pretty disappointed. Like, you got the big reveal that. They were back, and then nothing. Yeah. But also, it actually wasn't as bad as I remember. I mean, it's definitely not as good as the first movie. (laughs) It just has a different style. They leaned more to the actual musical style that they didn't fully hit last time. And I I mean, I just wasn't into it. It I mean, they they went all out to musical style, but they also made it really weird. (laughs) I mean, Camp Rock... One wasn't perfect, but that one's full of nostalgia for me, whereas Camp Rock 2 wasn't for us by the time we got to high school. So we were we were already on superhero movies by yeah. then. <laughs> Checking out X-Men. I think they took one uh, I think they took one step forward and and two steps back. I think that's what happened here. Yeah. Also, I feel like it was more exciting for Joe Jonas to gradually become good and seek out Demi Lovato than for them to not just not have time for each other and to give more time to Nick's subpart Romeo and Juliet romance. Yeah. That just bothered me. I wanted more time with the OG couple, not the new one. So it was just it was just rather frustrating. Well that's also the another thing in this movie. I mean I just did not believe in the Mitchie and Shane love story at all. Like I don't feel the chemistry. I don't think that it was necessarily all that earned in the last movie either. Um so I just like I wasn't invested and I really didn't care, you know, like it's not Troy and Gabriella. It's not it's not something that's been built up so much to then, you know, like when when it's on the brink of collapsing, I'm like on the edge of my seat, like, oh, will they or won't they? You know, I was just like, yeah, this could go either way. I don't care. Yeah, it was just uh, annoying. I think this movie, I think, I, you know, the, I liked the style better. Um, but the quality was worse. I think that's, that's what it felt like to me. Um, most of the movie just really didn't, it didn't have the heart that I was expecting it to have. And the ending was just such a baton drop. It was awful. And, and it really, I I think just sealed the deal as this being just a forgettable follow-up to a, you know, relatively well-regarded Disney Channel original movie. Yes, very forgettable, especially if you were in our age range and had stopped watching Disney Channel pretty much. Well, I mean, I think just if I had to sum up my thoughts on this movie, I'm just going to give it a resounding meh. Yeah, I'm going to go for a hmm. A disappointing (laughs) eh. I thought your word was eh. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. All right. Any other thoughts on this one, Kelly? Everyone give it a watch and I guess... See if you feel the same. Yeah, let us know. You can tell us we're wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I won't agree with you, but you can tell us. Yeah, just like with Cadet Kelly. We didn't agree with you, but we appreciated your thoughts. 
It's a lot of people. <laughs> we'll have to take us out. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review so we can improve and follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now TikTok at DCOM Central Pod. So feel free to follow us there and wear a mask and vaccinated key things. Well, Kelly, we rocked, and uh, now it's time to go home. <laughs> <laughs>